Hello, and welcome to another edition of my unofficial holistic podcast. This is Stephanie, and I had some random semi-formed thoughts I wanted to share. I do have a very long article. I'm in the process of writing. I might scrap half of it because I'm not completely happy with it. But it has a lot to do with the medical tyranny that we're facing. And I spent a little bit of time last night kind of meditating. And I, some of you listening to this might not be into that sort of woo-woo stuff, which is fine. That's cool. So this is either my imagination or my consciousness coming up with this, or I'm getting information from the great beyond. Either way, I was wanting to know what I should be my purpose is in terms of doing this substack and how I can both most contribute in a positive way. And one of the things that I got was that things with this medical tyranny that we're seeing with the mandates and whatnot are possibly the tip of the iceberg. And this wasn't something that I really expected uh, so this is where I'm wondering if I'm getting some sort of inspirational knowledge here. The information or the per, per, uh, impression I was getting was that what we're seeing right now is simply the tip of a very large iceberg in terms of this movement globally towards more medical tyranny and totalitarianism that will be in many ways fueled by medical science and innovation. And that's the bad side of it. Unfortunately, there are, and sometimes they might be well-meaning people. So I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories. I'm just more talking about some of the inevitable consequences of our technologies. We are going to be seeing technologies that go way beyond what those mRNA vaccines do in terms of genetic manipulation and modification. And a lot of the people who are working on these things are really trying to help cure some serious diseases and illnesses. And there are actually important ways that genetic medicine could potentially help people who are born with, say, a genetic, uh, uh, you know, a def I don't want to use the word defect, but they maybe they are unable to produce a particular protein or an enzyme. And so that mRNA technology, which is used in the mRNA vaccines, could potentially be very helpful for somebody like that because it could help their body produce the enzyme that they weren't unable to otherwise produce. So that's the positive side of it. Unfortunately, right now, <laughs> the technology is being used uh, way too much before it's been thoroughly tested. And we're seeing problems that are then being censored because for whatever reason, the people who are at the top uh, feel that the risk is worth the benefit and they they don't want to shift from their position. Unfortunately, this type of hubris uh, will po possibly and probably extend beyond just vaccine mandates. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Equilibrium with Christian Bale. It was put out, I think, like around the year 2000 or sometime a while ago. And it's a very good movie but it involves the use of psychotropic drugs, basically antidepressants, to keep everybody on an even keel. And it, I think it's probably a bit predictive. I would suspect that we're going to be seeing a lot more efforts to manipulate people's bodies and their minds using medicine and then justifying it because doing so would be for the public good. So some of the reasons we're now seeing for vaccine mandates 
would include, well, people who aren't vaccinated are, you know, clogging up the hospitals and we can't have that. So that's why people need to be vaccinated rather than just saying that the vaccine is going to protect people from spreading the disease. They're now saying the reason we don't want uh, people unvaccinated is because they're taking up hospital space. Well, where does that end? I've seen a lot of people use the argument, well, people do particular habits that cause them to go into the hospital. So why aren't we uh, stopping them from doing that? I, you know, I'm not sure if this is the best argument to use because I think quite a, same, quite a lot of those same people would be going, yeah, why don't we put a tax on people who are eating the wrong types of foods or stopping people from doing this behavior or that behavior or genetically modifying them so this, that, or the other thing doesn't happen. There's really a lot that probably could be done and they might justify in doing out of the idea of public good. So uh, hold on to your hats. I think this is only going to get worse and we might even win on the uh, the vaccine mandate battle in the short term. But in the long run, I just expect to see this whole thing snowballing in ways that are going to be surprising and that we won't expect. So in terms of what I'm hoping to do personally, and maybe some of you listening, I feel that there's an opportunity here and I don't want to be completely negative. And the opportunity is to help offer another model, another model for health and well-being, another path forward. And so some of that is returning to the wisdom of the past. So I've been studying, uh, I have an Ayurveda certification, but I've also been studying traditional Chinese medicine and other holistic healing methods that have been around for thousands of years. And and taking some of the, the best wisdom that we have and using that to help pave another way forward. Unfortunately, we have a culture in the West right now, which is very dismissive in many ways of old information. It's seen as out of date. It's seen as, you know, there's something wrong with it. Those people were not enlightened. They had prejudices and bigotry. So we don't want to pay attention to anything that they said, but there's, you know, when you've had thousands of years of wisdom, you don't, I don't think it's a good idea to just throw it away. There's a thousand years of experience and trial and error that's gone into it. Uh, That said, we don't want to just completely lock it down and say, well, you know, this is what they did a hundred years ago. Let's not innovate at all because we're not building on that knowledge. So I, for a while, when I was younger, because I did have chronic mono. I I got mono when I was 17 and then they kind of became chronic. And then I struggled with chronic fatigue syndrome and then I got better. And then uh, in 2017, that's when I had this horrible acute illness that I'm still having weird uh, symptoms from. And now I've got this vertigo and all this crazy stuff. I have been through the ringer with doctors and whatnot, but for a long time, I didn't want to touch Western medicine. I was really angry at it. I felt it had not done anything for me at all particularly when I was younger. And so I had turned completely to holistic healing and then alternative remedies, which was a good thing. But now as I've gotten older, I realized that we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's still value to Western medicine, but it needs to be tempered with some wisdom. And I think that the integrative medicine model or the, the integrative model, holistic model takes the best from Western medicine, takes the best from these traditional, uh, medical systems such as Ayurveda and TCM and also the spiritual side of things because I believe the spiritual and emotional side is also very important and takes that in a holistic viewpoint. So this is these are some of the things that hopefully as I continue writing that we can explore those things. I'm happy to also have suggestions in the comments. Um, but as I'm you know dealing with this right now right now I 
just had an email from my ENT. She's wants me to get a CT scan of my sinuses, wants me to come in, get my ears checked. <laughs> we got all this stuff done. Those things are very helpful. You know, that, that type of technology can be wonderful. And it's very, very helpful to get that done. The, the challenge is when you have something complex or something that's not easily identified in a Western sense, you can feel like the Western doctors are just not listening to you. And sometimes they aren't. There's <laughs> some good ones and some bad ones or that they're not able to help you. We have to remember that they're human beings. They uh, are infall- not infallible. And this is goes back to this thing of like, sometimes I think there's a tendency to put them up on a pedestal and maybe we shouldn't. But we can also see what value they have and try to work with that as well as working within these other systems. So in terms of my, my case, I have been working with my integrative doctor. I've been working on the holistic side of things. And somehow with all of this, Hopefully I'm going to finally get to the bottom of it and deal, you know, looks like it might just be something simple as a chronic sinus infection. <laughs> you, you know, why would that be so easy to miss? Because I don't have like gobs and gobs of gunk coming out of my nose all the time. It's more of like a low grade thing. Um, there might be something else too, but uh, anyway, for, for those of you who are listening, who are struggling with your health and, and there's probably quite a few of you. I know it's so frustrating when you go to doctors and you're not getting an answer. And I've been through the ringer. I had, you know, I fired doctors. I mean, I don't tell them I'm firing them, but basically if I'm not happy with how the doctor is responding to me, I try to go find another one if I can. Uh, and so you, you have to, no one's going to do it for you unless you have like a really good uh, partner or caretaker who's able to do this for you and navigate this. It takes a lot of courage and effort to just go and, constantly try to find answers, talk to this doctor, that doctor, request the tests, get really clear with them. If they give you an answer you're not happy with, either ask them to clarify, give them some other information or go get a second opinion. And somehow between all of that and doing your own research and educating yourself as much as possible, then you can slowly start to get better. So some of that I will hopefully do more on in terms of classes or videos or whatnot. Uh, I have a, a video channel I haven't been doing a ton with lately. It's not fun sometimes recording video when your head's all spinny. <laughs> I try to do more of that and I will continue to write. Um, but um, anyway, long story short, I just wanted to say that uh, we can create a better vision. And so I, it's very tempting to just want to complain all the time. I love complaining. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> I really do. Like it sometimes it's just like, it's just satisfying to just like you're frustrated. You want to get it out there and oh, okay, got it out there. So that's all good and fine and well, but we also need to have some sort of alternative vision. And I think that's the challenge right now. We're getting hit so hard with this coronavirus um, mantras and mandates and the way that they're doing things, and we're constantly playing defense on it, it's hard to set forward some sort of positive vision. Uh, I don't have a quick and easy answer for it, but I'm just throwing out ideas. So part of that for me is to try to educate, try to get the word out, but also see if we can't look at some of the underlying structures and bureaucracies that are fueling all of this. So one of the things that I was writing about was this whole issue of like, you know, why has Fauci been there since Reagan? I mean, I'm, I'm 
now getting like, you know, middle-aged <laughs> and he has been in power pretty much all, almost my entire life. Like all my, definitely my entire adult life, but also when I was a teenager, that's crazy. Nobody elected him. He's now been through a bunch of different administrations and nobody's thought to get rid of this guy. He's like, you know, he's, he's somehow entrenched in this bureaucracy and there's a whole bunch of other people that we don't even know who's, who's not on television, who are there behind the scenes doing this. So, so we need to look at ways to create, create different systems. We need to look at ways to change the way things are done and not just the U S I have friends in other countries, the way that the bureaucracies are set up. Yes, we have elected representatives, but once those elected representatives get in, they have some say over like who might get appointed as a cabinet member, but somehow there's still this underlying bureaucracy that just lasts no matter which side is running things. And of course, then there are those of us who think, well, you know what, there's, we talk about left versus right sides. Well, anybody who's in power to me is like part of the same side ultimately. So we need to find ways to somehow get in and, and liberate these structures from, and when I say liberate, I'm not talking about using any sort of violence or anything like that, but, but creating alternate structures is maybe a way, better way of saying it. We need to have alternate structures where we don't have this, you know, an agency like the CDC or the FDA making all these decisions with absolutely no direct accountability to the public. That's really the problem. We can complain about Biden being in office now, but it was Trump who pushed the vaccines through. It's been both of them. So it's, it's the FDA and the CDC or whatever country you're in, there's probably some agency where the people at the agency have been there regardless of who's the current flavor of the month, who's been elected as the, as the puppet master and the, you know, the top chain of the country. So how can we create more accountability to those organizations and maybe set up alternate systems that maybe can, I don't know, provide a better option than those entrenched systems. And that includes the whole healthcare system from top to bottom. When I read these stories about hospitals blocking ivermectin, firing doctors for trying to use it, shoving remdesivir in people because they're supposedly getting a bounty for doing that when that you know can cause kidney damage, it infuriates me. So we need new hospitals. We need, we need an alternative to health insurance. I mean, we need a whole new healthcare system. And because health is really, it's, if we don't have, if you don't have your health, it's really hard to do much in your life. So whoever controls health controls you. And that's why we need to take control back of our health. So anyway, I've rambled on enough. If you've gotten this far, thanks for listening. And uh, thank you so much. I'd love to hear your comments. Now let me figure out how I can turn this thing off. Okay, yes, I'm now logging off. Thanks again. Bye-bye.